You are now listening to Twib FM. Real talk, real awesome. Finally, I'm finally free. Finally, I'm finally me. Finally, I'm finally free. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. My name is Jamie. I am your host. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is our last show of the summer, guys. So if you're listening in live, um, thank you so much for tuning in. And we have our great guests, which are the team from Little Filmmakers. So we're going to ask them about this great nonprofit organization um, that's doing a great job of servicing youth and um, black youth in particularly um, in uh, the Philadelphia uh, greater area communities. And thank you to our guests, Janine, Anissa, and Ashley for coming on. Before I introduce them, I wanted to just make a few announcements. Uh, as I said before, this is the last podcast of the summer, and you can always hear our shows on the Twibularity app that you can download on your phone, on your tablet, and also you can listen to them on twib.fm as well as on blackgirlnerds.com under the podcast link. All right. And if you are attending San Diego Comic Con, uh, I'll be there. And we're going to have a huge celebration with the folks over at the Nerds of Color. We're going to be celebrating our first annual BGNOC meetup. And special thanks to Keith Chow for setting that up. Uh, so check out the details on the Facebook page for Black Girl Nerds. It's facebook.com forward slash Black Girl Nerds. And I'll be tweeting out promos um, throughout the week up until uh, the event over at San Diego Comic Con. So, so check that out. It'll be a great opportunity to network, to meet some new folks, and really be able to see a lot of you guys that I've been tweeting with for the last three years um, in person. So um, check that out when you get a chance. And hope to see you at San Diego Comic Con. Also, uh, just want to say thank you to the folks over at AT&T. Once again, Blogging While Brown. It was a great convention. Learned a lot of stuff. There's going to be some articles coming up on the website um, of some of the tools and information that I learned um, as far as helping out with blogging and podcasting. And to all the folks that I had the chance to meet, thank you so much. Um, it was a really great place to uh, be able to get a lot of information and to be able to network with some pretty awesome folks. So Blogging While Brown, check that out. Um, go to their website. I believe they'll be having their next event um, in New York uh, next year. So that should be a lot of fun. And finally, uh, you can support us in a myriad of ways. You can always spread the word. You can post our links on Facebook and Twitter. Um, but also, we would love to have your financial support. So you can do it a few ways. You can use blog ads. That allows us to promote you on our site. Right sidebar is where it's located. Just click on the link and you can get a cart. And it tells you various prices and various sizes to which you want to have your ad displayed. And you can also donate by way of PayPal. There's a PayPal button on the website. And finally, you can purchase merchandise through Zazzle. The website is zazzle.com forward slash blurredgasm. And there's tons of products on there, shirts and sweaters and coffee mugs and such. And you can rock all of your favorite BGN swag right there through Zazzle.com forward slash Blurredgasm. And thank you to all that's already supported us uh, throughout the years. 
All right, so I am going to introduce our guests, and I'm super, super excited about this one. So Little Filmmakers, our first guest um, is Janine Sproul. I'm going to read her bio really quickly here. Janine Sproul is an entrepreneur, artist, and founder of Little Filmmakers, Inc. From a young age, Janine developed a love and appreciation for technology and the space of filmmaking. During her senior year at Temple University, Janine volunteered her time to teach video production and acting to students at her former elementary school. After she received her degree in film and media arts, Janine founded Little Filmmakers, Inc., which is a nonprofit media arts organization that teaches and exposes aspiring young artists to the world of making movies. Currently, Janine oversees multiple arts, media projects, and business endeavors. She's also an advocate of the arts and education, and she serves as an instructor for the Film Connection Film School and mentors youth throughout the city of Philadelphia. Anissa Cooper is the assistant creative director. 19-year-old Anissa Cooper began directing and writing films with little filmmakers at the age of 13. Her short film, I Love Being Me, was officially selected and nationally acclaimed at the Black Star Film Festival in 2013. And she's been featured on the popular website, Black Girl Nerds. She is currently a freshman in Temple University's Film and Media Arts program. And finally, we have Ashley Blackwell, Operations Manager over at Little Filmmakers. She received an MA at Temple University in 2012 and has worked in the nonprofit sector consistently for eight years as a program coordinator and administrator. With Little Filmmakers, she has organized community film screenings for fundraising, developed a college internship program, and edits all copy for grant proposals, letters, and marketing materials. She's also a published film writer who's written for popular sites such as Shock Till You Drop, Black Girl Nerds, Paris Cinema Magazine, and runs a blog and social media platform with an engaging, critical focus on women of color in horror and science fiction genres. It's called Graveyard Shift Sisters, and you should totally (laughs) check it out. All right. Thank you guys for coming on the show. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Thank you. All right, so I'm going to start with Janine. Um, I, I want to know how did Little Filmmakers begin, and what is your mission? Sure. Well, Little Filmmakers was uh, it was interesting for me because during my last year at Temple, I was um, I was having a meeting at my old elementary school, and we were trying to figure out what we can do with the kids. And I just had this idea to teach the kids how to use my video camera, and I didn't have a plan. I didn't have um, any idea what I was going to do. I just knew it was something that was kind of like, a, I guess, kind of pulling me on the inside. So we did an after-school program, myself and Jelena Evans, who was um, also at Temple University. And we just worked with a group of fourth graders and fifth graders, and we just taught them how to use the camera. We taught them very, very basic acting, and they loved it. So after I graduated, I really didn't have a desire to, like, move to L.A. or move to New York. I was more... um I guess, compelled to stay in the community and continue teaching like art with young people, especially young people from disenfranchised communities, you know. And um, after that, it just started growing. I started doing summer camps. I started teaching kids in other after-school programs. I started partnering with other schools and other arts organizations and community organizations and that was 15 years ago, and here we are today. We're a nonprofit. We've worked with over 12,000, 1,200 kids across the city. Um, so, yes, yeah, so our mission is to just 
give young people the opportunity, especially young people from um, poor communities, the opportunity, opportunity to learn how to use uh, digital video, digital media, to, to storytell, to give themselves a, a space where they can be creative, be themselves, and just create um, work and, and any type of uh, stories that they want to tell, give them the platform to share it with their peers and, and other people. How do you fund your film productions and your various programs with little filmmakers? Fund? <laughs> what I usually do is I get a hat and I start begging. <laughs> you know, it's it's it's, it's kind of rough, but what we usually do is we write grants since we are a five hundred one c three. We've done a lot of crowdfunding. We've had supporters who's been with us for many, many, many years. So we get um, some funding from individual donors, angel investors. Uh, we also offer services, and we uh, offer services where people pay to have little filmmakers come in and do projects with their kids, what have you. So we pretty much just hustle as much as we possibly can. Oh, yeah, and I use a lot of my own money, too, so we do that, too. <laughs> Anissa, you joined Lil Filmmakers in 2009 as the co-writer of the short horror film Formula X. Can you mm -hmm. tell us about that experience? Well, um, it was around the time where I had expressed interest in writing to my dad. And he came across this flyer for a Lil Filmmakers workshop at a library. And he didn't tell me much about it. He just woke me up and told me that I was going and that I needed to get out the house and do something. So I went to one of their workshops and I really liked what I saw and I was really interested in learning more about film and where I could fit in it. So um, we basically came up with the idea of a horror film of monsters and vampires and, you know, <laughs> so I got a, a, my first taste of writing with that. Is that a particular genre that you are a fan of or was it just something that was fun to write for you and you figured that the horror route was easier to go um well i'm a scaredy cat so <laughs> <laughs> horror films yeah they scare me even the ones people say are corny they scare me but it was just something different like i had never really yeah. written anything so if for me, no matter what the genre is, it's always about the story and it's always about the character. So I guess it was a little easier because it was fun to play with and you can kind of just make it up as you go or it didn't have to be too particular. But um, I think writing any script from scratch is hard. So Yeah. Ashley, you're the horror connoisseur. So <laughs> <laughs> um, have you been able to guide... Um, Anissa or any of the other um, folks that are part of Little Filmmakers on horror movie projects or any other projects for that matter? I've mostly scared them with the movies that I've shown yes. them. <laughs> scared me yes, too. Very scared. I scared want them me. to gain inspiration from them though, but <laughs> I'm working on it. But I, I like the fact that uh, what I love about Little Filmmakers in, in general, it's one of the few things, is that they're open to various different genres, but they keep things very... Um, accessible to people who may not like particular genres. So I like that. So it's very, it's, it's grounded in, uh, universal stories that everyone can, you know, relate to and, and latch on to no matter what genre it is. Yeah. Nice. 
What was the inspiration behind, um, and this question is for Anissa, what was the inspiration behind some of your films, including the latest one, Erudition? And tell us exactly what the word erudition means. Okay. So the inspiration usually behind our films is we first decide on a message that we want to tell. Um, we figure out, okay, well, what's a problem that's going on that we can all relate to? And then we try to figure out, well, what do we want to say about this problem? And particularly last year, there was a lot of um, budget cuts within the Philadelphia School District, and a lot of schools were getting closed down, and a lot of teachers were losing their jobs. And you started to see how it really impacted the students and how little we had and how much was being taken away from us. So we decided... You know, we started having these conversations about knowledge and about informing yourself about what's going on in the world and how powerful that makes you. So we decided that we wanted to comment on, you know, we wanted to start a conversation about that. So we decided to create this world where that choice of whether you can learn or not or whether you can pick up a book or whether you can pick up a paintbrush or a pen was not up to you anymore and we created this world in which erudition exists and erudition means to gain knowledge from a book so Mm. we just kind of ran with that idea (laughs) for like two years yeah and um yeah that's pretty much how it all came about but it always just starts about okay well what do we want to say to the world, you know, that's the main question that we like always ask ourselves. Yeah, and the the, the point is always, um, for me, is for the the young people to see what's going on in society and how it's impacting them, and then using the art to uh, share their voices or share their perspective. And erudition was important to um, our kids because they were heavily impacted by the budget cuts, because you know the budget cuts really impacted the black neighborhoods. And I remember Anissa and some of the other kids were saying that um, they didn't have the school counselor anymore or certain art programs were canceled because of budget cuts and they kind of left the kids high and dry. So how do we use our art to show the world how we feel about what's going on in society? It's kind of like that, that power in your voice. Now we have a platform, so what are we going to do with it? And Erudition was a project that we've spent, how long we spent? It's been years. Yes, my lifetime. Yeah, exactly. We started, <laughs> yeah, and, and this is young, so that says a lot. So we started working on Erudition in 2011, and the kids, they wrote like a script. They did a lot of research. Uh, they've read books about societies where they're run by dictators, they just did a lot of prepping, and the script went through probably three or four rewrites before we were ready to shoot. So this project just started getting bigger and bigger and bigger because the message became much more important, and all the, the young people who were involved um, participated, whether they were performing, whether they were giving ideas about characters, um, plot twists, all, all those types of things, because it became like a labor of love, and it was really important for them to... Uh, share it with the world how these budget cuts, as far as education, affects them. What are some of the positions that each of the folks that are part of the Little Filmmakers program are in? You mentioned filmmaking and, and editing. Mm-hmm. What, what are some of the specific positions that folks are put into? Sure. So this is how Little Filmmakers uh, breaks down. Um, 
young people come into the program and they learn everything. They learn absolutely everything from writing a script, acting, setting up lights, running sound, cameras. They learn how to edit. They learn everything. And then they decide what they want to concentrate on. So I know with Anissa coming in, she was a writer. But I knew Anissa was somebody a little special. Not the, you know, special, special. But no, you know, she mean that way. <laughs> because she had a very powerful um, energy inside her. She's very smart. So I knew that I could mold her into being a director. I knew I could mold her into holding the camera. And one of the things I really um, press upon the kids is that learn to do a little bit of everything. Know your craft very well. You can focus on something, but understand everything. So all of the kids do everything. Once they learn everything that needs to be done, everyone selects like their job. So all of our hams, all of our more extrovert kids are the actors. <laughs> Most of my introvert kids are behind the scenes. They run the camera, they do the sound, they do everything. And that's how everyone gets their job. The adults, we don't really, um, we train them to do everything and we just kind of step aside and let, the, let them do it for themselves. Nice. That's awesome. There's also a fall premiere event and a fundraiser with the little filmmakers. Can you tell us more about that? I sure can. So Iridition, <laughs> Iridition has been a labor of love, but we got to finish this movie. So towards the fall, um, we're going to have the big premiere and it's going to, uh, it's going to be crazy. Like we're trying to have this really big premiere. We're inviting members of the community, members of the film community, education, and we're written out a movie theater. It's going to be red carpet. It's going to be popcorn. But nice. we're going to premiere uh, the film. Allowed all of the young people. We had over 25 kids who were involved in this film. I'm going to stop calling them kids. They're young uh, filmmakers and actors. They hate when I call them mm. kids. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Okay. So all of the kids are going to – sorry. I just said I wasn't going to do that. All, all the young kids <laughs> are going to uh, – they're going to just present their film. And, you know, with – the actual final product, we are going to look for um, our constituents and supporters to continue to um, support us fi financially because we're going to move on to our next project. I mean, as soon as we get in the middle of a project, we already planned it for the next project. It's just like it's an ongoing machine. And um, so that's going to be towards the later part of the year, like towards the end of the fall. And you mentioned that you're reaching out to members of the community. What steps are you currently taking to connect with other artists? Yeah, that's a great question. It's an, uh, understanding, like, being an artist and also being an entrepreneur, you have to kind of balance it. And mm -hmm. I needed to be able to create networks with other um, organizations, other artists, um, so they can support what we're doing and we can support what they're doing as artists. Uh, so for us... We have a lot of um, really, really talented folks who's come aboard to work with our kids. We have Amina Robinson, who's an actress, who is in Precious. She's our acting instructor. She works with our kids. We have um, Sean Tate, who is a wonderful graphics design um, guy. He does all of our movie posters. We have Robin Miller, who does the kids' headshots. All of our kids get professional headshots. You know, we package them, just not, you know, just as young people making films, but as talent. And uh, it's, it's always like give and take. Like what is it that you can do with little filmmakers and how little filmmakers can support other artists? So that's how we've been able to really um, 
coordinate and work with other um, organizations. We have Girls Rock Philly, who's going to do a song for the soundtrack. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. Oh, this is going to be serious. Oh, this is serious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is business. Serious business right here. So, yeah. So, that's how we've been able to connect with um, local artists and abroad. Have have you done anything on social media in particular to to um, promote the event, or what are you looking to do to promote the event on online? Well, we have our wonderful Chelsea um, Ruffin, who is our uh, social media manager slash expert. But what what's going to happen is we're definitely going to do like a big Facebook and and Twitter Instagram push about the event. Once we get everything organized, we're still listen. We are still editing this movie. It ended up being like 45 scenes. Wow. It, you know, it started off with maybe 30 something scenes and the kids kept getting exp- inspired and wanted to. We're not kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> the filmmakers, they got, the writers got inspired and they wanted to continue to expand the story. So we're up to 45 scenes now. Me, Anissa, and a y- another young man, Jalen, we're editing the film. So it's taking some time. So. Once we get to the point that we have a rough cut, then we'll start to plan the actual premiere. So we'll let you guys know. We'll definitely keep everybody abreast of what's going on. What? How does the work that you do affect the youth in the arts community? That's a great question. You know what? Can you answer that? Uh, you want me to answer for you? But no. Like, how uh, does it affect you? Oh. Well, yeah, how does it, yeah, how does it affect you, Anissa, you know, as a filmmaker, as someone that's interested in this industry, um, the work that you do with little filmmakers, how has that had an effect on you as well as your peers? Well, um, when I first came to Little Filmmakers, I was really shy. I barely spoke. She didn't and say a word. And I was really to myself and I wasn't really sure where I, where I fit in everything, like the scheme of things. So what little filmmakers did or what Miss Janine did is she kind of just picked me and said, hey, you're going to direct this film. Never done it before, but you're going to do it. And it was just kind of like, okay, (laughs) all right, thanks. And I was kind of just forced. I'm not going to say I was forced, but I was, you know, pushed to be a leader. And I had no choice but to do that because everybody was looking to me to make decisions. And um, I just needed to step up. So it I guess in my personal life, Little Filmmakers has helped me um, realize the path that I want to go because every decision that I make as far as from today going on is based on the fact that I want to be a successful filmmaker. It's based on, you know, those decisions. You know, I'm sorry. I'm trying to say I'm a little confused. I'm sorry. You're, you're, I'm trying to get my confused. words together. You're very confused. Who is being confused about no, because I was trying to put it in a way where people would understand, but then I'm still kind of putting it together, like in my head. As, you, as you're talking. Yeah. You're doing a good job. Keep yeah, talking. Thanks, you thanks, are. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, thanks, thanks. So, um. Really? Are you flipping? <laughs> she's flipping her hair as she speaks. Really? That's what you do when you're nervous. You've got to do the flip of the hair that's just like. Because <laughs> uh, at first automatic. I was like, oh, I know where I'm going with this. Okay, and I kind of lost it. But, um. But yeah, Little Filmmakers is just. As a person, I've just grown to, you know, be more outspoken and to make my own decisions and to be confident in the gift that I was given. And, you know, that kind of falls in the category of, you know, being just confident in yourself and just being confident in school. And it's just overall helped me become a better person. So, 
I hope that helped. I hope that answers your question in some sort of way. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want um both uh Janine and Ashley to tackle this question because Ashley, you also, you know, you're a huge participant in this program. So what is your approach when working with creative urban youth? Mm. Janine, you go first. You've done it more than me. Uh, okay, okay. Wait, but now I'm nervous. Let me think. Don't embarrass you. Don't embarrass you. Don't embarrass Don't be like me. Just... And this is said, don't embarrass her. And then she balled up her fist. Um, my approach to working with urban youth. I don't think that um, I knew exactly how to approach them until I was standing in front of them. I was like, oh, hi guys. Um, I think a lot of times we have these misconceptions of um urban youth and how you define a young person from like the city. And I think that we have a lot of, and by we, I mean society have very low expectations of these kids. And I think that um, going into it, I just needed to be open because, you know, they have their own opinions. Um, life may be difficult for some of them, but, you know, not all kids are, you know, horrible if you know they're from like the urban area what have you but it was a process that I had to go through because I needed to understand how to connect with them in a way where um their who they were mattered and I needed for them to understand that that mattered to me and being an artist and the power that art has can transform your life and I needed to be able to communicate with these kids and have them understand it, and it transformed them in a way. Um, I'm still learning. You know, you come across different, you know, kids from different areas who have different um, experiences. But the biggest thing I learned is that, you know, you just have to listen and not talk at them and talk with them and figure out what's important to them. And everybody isn't, you know, an actor. You know, everybody isn't a writer. But once we figure out what their interest is, you know, then I can nurture them from there. So the biggest thing I learned is you know, sometimes you just have to be that, that mentor and that ear mm-hmm. and allow them to be themselves and, and let them know that who they are, they're okay. You okay who you are, regardless of what society says. You're good right. as, you, as you are. And from there, they open up. And from there, they can, you know, share their views and, and, and start writing. And, and they, they're not as nervous in front of the camera. They kind of let go of, you know, I guess what they feel the society perceives them as, and they just start to accept who they are and start to love themselves. It's a beautiful process to kind of witness young people go through because Anissa and a few other of the young people and little filmmakers, they've been with me since they were like 11 and 12 and now they're 19 and 20. So it's just amazing watching them go through that process and becoming confident and realizing that, you know, they matter, you know, black lives matter. We all matter, you know, so, Nurturing that, you know, I don't know, it's been inspiration, you know, for me. Did I answer your question? It did, yes. Gospel music in the background, I don't know what was going on. (laughs) For me, it's just, it's been about, my approach, um, and I had to learn this too, it just, to be, I had to learn how to just be myself, 
And that definitely helped kind of and also bring my interests in and also be but be even more so receptive to the interests of the students I've worked with, um, with little filmmakers and outside of them and kind of listen to them and engage in any kind of questions or inquiries they have and just learn how to collaborate. Um, you know, I hope to te actually teach college one day. And I, my kind of my my, pe my pedagogy is really about, you know, I can learn as much from you as you can learn from me. This is this process. This is a two way street process. And that's always worked um, with with with, you know, like like Janine said, with any kind of demographic of kids, because every kid is different and they all have different experiences. And I just had to I just had to learn that again. She's right. It's definitely a learning process. And that's the that's been the ground base for me is just about, you know, being myself, you know, being my silly self, being my serious self and kind of combining the two. And then just, you know, working in a productive environment that's fun, but also engaging and educational. What What are some additional resources outside of filmmaking that's involved in some of your programs? Hmm. Additional resources outside of filmmaking. That's a great For the question. students. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I said earlier, the mentorship is really important. Um, mm -hmm. just having a professional in the industry kind of take you by the, you know, hand or, you know, under their wing or what have you. I know that Amina did a really fantastic job with one of our actors, Youssef, and she worked with him to, uh, help polish him for his auditions because he's taking acting at University of the Arts here in Philly. And he nailed his audition. And I know that's a testament to the time and energy Amina put into him to mold him and guide him through that entire process. So, I mean, the kids that, I'm sorry, the young filmmakers, almost <laughs> <laughs> out the chair. Uh, the young filmmakers, they're definitely, you know, they're learning traits, you know, trades, skills. Um, they're, they're learning a lot, but you also have to kind of nurture them emotionally. You know, you have to be there for them in a way that, you know, you understand their path or them trying to find their path. So a big component is the mentorship. And we keep, even the young people who have been in um, little filmmakers and are doing different things, we still have relationships with those, those young folks. So, um, and also, uh, I guess just prepping them for the professional world. So in addition to the mentorship, we make sure that we offer them, um, like I said, the headshots, the resumes, demo reels, support them in anything that they need to do to move forward in their career, college yeah. applications, whatever they need. They learn marketing and public speaking and they all also, that kind of stuff too. Good job, Ashley. Good job, Ashley. They also <laughs> learn um, marketing, public speaking. You're right. And the interesting thing is the kids are involved in, I'm sorry, the young filmmakers. <laughs> <laughs> They're involved in the entire process. I mean, Anissa and the other writer for Iridition, Jakeem, wrote a small grant and ended up being awarded a thousand dollars put towards the film. So they so they're doing grant proposals as well. Yeah, yeah, because you know uh, the balance of being an artist and also being you know business minded. You you want people to support your work. You want people to see your work. You want to build your audience. You want to market. They learn all of that. So those are skills that these guys can say, you know, I've learned how to write a small grant or, you know, I've learned to put together a press release or what have you. 
Wow, that, that's phenomenal. <laughs> I mean, a lot of these, um, you know, tools and, um, you know, strategies that you're teaching the students are things that just me as an adult that I need to acquire, especially like the public speaking aspect of it, the grant writing proposal aspect. So that's good that these folks, um, these young filmmakers yes, <laughs> are learning this at such an early age. This is yeah. uh, definitely vital to building their career Absolutely. wherever they choose to go, whether it's right, filmmaking right. or or owning their own studio. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because little filmmakers, like, we're building, like, the creative leaders of tomorrow. Right. Leaders. And we have to instill leadership in these young people. And it's not just, you know, having skills. It's having the personality. It's having the emotional maturity um, that goes with being a professional, whether you are an actor or you want to start your own studio or whether you decide you want to work in public service somewhere else. So we want our young people um, to walk away with all of those skill sets. And Nissa, what has been the best part of this experience since you've been a part of Little Filmmakers? Yes, Nissa, <laughs> tell us. Um, I think the best part about being a part of Little Filmmakers is just being able to be a part of something that matters and being a part of something that's important. And the people that I work with every summer, they're amazing. And we've really become this very dysfunctional family. Dysfunctional. (laughs) And it's just nice to have that support system. And it's just nice to have somebody to go to that knows what they're talking about or they understand you. Like if you're talking about a movie and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I got that. I saw that. It's nice to have that because then you don't feel so alone anymore and you don't feel so out of place. You have this, you know, that's really, sometimes I just come for the free food. They do. Um, they do <laughs> me. That they was what drew me at first. <laughs> Not going to lie, right? Yeah. <laughs> it was all about the food. But at the end of the day, it's just the vibe. We just put out yeah. good vibes and we yeah. get work done, and but we have fun doing it. So it's just being in each other's presence is what I've enjoyed. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of my young filmmakers, almost their kids, um, they're nerds. They're, you yeah. know, they're, they're, they're the quote unquote weirdos, mm-hmm. you know, because they're creative. I'm the cool one. Though. She, and this is, they're filmmakers. But, you know, I created a, a safe space for them. Cause, you know, I was an odd kid, you know, I was yeah. creative. I did a lot of writing. I grew up in the 80s. Uh huh. You were a Girl Scout. I, mind your business. <laughs> Me mind too. Business. I was a Girl Scout. Wait, and I tell Nissa little things about me, and she thinks it's hilarious, so she tells it as a joke. Shut up. Okay. So, you know, when I was a kid, I was really into movies. My mom, she always had movies for us. And one of the things that I remember most about being a kid was that my mother and I would sit and watch movies, and she would always explain things to me in a way that, you know, a kid could understand it. And it really, really, really nurtured my interest in film. And I saw the film um, E.T., and um Steven Spielberg was like my hero. I was like, yeah. this movie's amazing. And my mother took me to the library. And this was the 80s. So there was nobody teaching mm-hmm. little black kids how to make movies. No one. They were too busy putting crack in our neighborhoods. But oh. Wow. Yeah. In the 80s, I'm, hey, Keeping it real. Keeping it 100. That so one. Yes. my mother and I, we would go to the library. And I would get a shitload of books about how to make movies mm-hmm. as a kid. And I continued that process all the way up to high school. So by the time I started um, Temple, I didn't need to know about what a camera is. I already knew because I did the work. 
And I knew that not having like a little filmmakers in my life, um, it was a void. And I had to put that energy elsewhere. So I think secretly after I got out of um, college, I wanted to do something. I wanted to, um, prov- I, I felt there's a void in the community and I wanted to do something about it because I felt it when I was a kid. What was the question? Uh, what were we talking about? Something. <laughs> no, sure. Okay, I'm, I'm climbing off my soapbox. What were we talking about? <laughs> that I mean, anecdotes like that are important because what you mm-hmm. just shared with us, you basically told us your story that shaped you who you are today. So it's important to, to share that kind of information and like the whole E.T. sentiment. I remember E.T. when it came out in the theaters. I was a kid. I watched it. And you're right. Like, Steven Spielberg and then John Williams, his yeah. soundtrack, oh, just yes. gave me goosebumps. And, Girl, and I was wait. all about, like, making movies. Do you remember when Michael Jackson did the, um, he, there was a book that went with E.T. and Michael Jackson narrated the book? You don't remember that. Yes. But yes. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I had the book. Oh, you got oh, what? Whatever. I, 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 don't book. Know, I don't know what I did with my book. I don't know what I did with my Michael Jackson doll. We'll you lost about. a Michael Jackson. Okay, the thing you have to know about Janine people, she loves MJ. So if she lost something, MJ, I'm concerned. I, I'm wow. concerned. That's all right, though. That's all right. But yeah, man. So yeah, I just I don't know. So I I relate a lot to the young people that you know come into little filmmakers. I get it. They're shy. They're insecure. Some of them have low self esteem. Some of them are you know, angry because of something that's going on in their lives. So I really just wanted to be able to bring them to the table and just, in a sense, free them. And art frees you. Being yeah. an artist is freeing. You know, it's a form of prayer. I don't know where I heard that. I'm not going <laughs> to own that quote. But art is a form of prayer. I, I believe that, yes. And, I mean, I, do you think also that it's important with the Little Filmmakers program that you're surrounded by people that are kind of cut from the same cloth as you. Oh, um, yeah, I mean, do, do you feel that that's important? Because I, I went to a vocational school, and, and I took TV production, and I did short films as well. Um, and I was the only black girl in my class. Um, so do you think that that's important? Yeah, it's, 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 it's really important because, you know, it's energy. And when you're mm-hmm. around people who have that similar creative energy or just that hunger or they see the world with the same set of eyes, it really inspires you. You know, it, it yeah. pushes you to be your best self and it pushes everyone else around you to be their best self. And then you become supportive of one another. Yeah. Yeah. And so correction, I wasn't food. Correction, <laughs> I, I wasn't the only black girl. There was two other black girls in my oh, class. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it was three. It was, three. Okay. It, was, it was the three of us. Yes, yes. All right. Um, so, you know, we're hearing names now which is really exciting and it, it brings chills up my spine when I hear these names like Ava DuVernay yeah. and Ama Asante and Gina Price Bythewood, yeah. um, who are all black women filmmakers. So what are your thoughts about black women in the film industry today? And I want to ask that question to Anissa, who is a black female filmmaker. Um, and then Janine, you can piggyback off of that. And Ashley, feel free to bring in your thoughts because you have an amazing site that features black women mm-hmm. horror filmmakers. Well, my thoughts are, you know, it's really positive to see someone who looks like you doing the same thing you're doing and they're actually good at it. And it's, it's really inspiring. And I think that 
a lot of young girls they feel like since they don't see the, they don't see themselves represented they feel like that they can't do that then like oh they don't see a black woman directing they feel like there's no room for us that we can't do that so i think that all the publicity that ava's getting is great yeah um and i also one thing that a lot of black female filmmakers that they do that i admire is that they they make movies, they tell stories about people who happen to be black and not black stories. So they're not all like, oh, we're on a corner living in the hood, just trying to mm-hmm. get by, you know, mm. stories about African-American women and what we're going through. And then they make it a, more relatable, mm-hmm. not just, you know, to different people of different colors, but to just us. Like, you know, I live in North Philadelphia and I live in the inner city, but I've never you know, been in a fight. I've never heard gunshots, you know, so I can't always relate to that just because I'm black and I live in the city. So I just think Mm. that all that's happening this year that's been happening is really positive and Mm -hmm. it's exciting to see actually. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for me, the black women filmmakers, we've always been there. It's just, you know, it's very niche, uh, I guess, audience. Um, you know, where you go to certain film festivals, these indie film festivals, and you support them in that way. And I think over mm-hmm. the um, last year, you know, with um, Ava DuVernay and, and all the work that she's been doing, um, getting such, like, uh, getting the attention is starting to yeah. how other women filmmakers who've been, you know, doing this for many, many years, mm-hmm. I guess it's opening the doors a little bit for, for all of us or what have you. And And this is right, like, I think that, you know, we as people of color, um, you know, we're contemporary black folk. Like everybody experience is as different, you know, the same. Right. And we need that that diverse storytelling. And I, I I mean, I have some of my favorites. I love Casey Lemon's um uh, Yes. Yeah, I I'm I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> Eve's by you. Eve's by you, yeah. And Julie mm-hmm. Dash's um Daughters of the Dust and they're Tons yeah. of other black women filmmakers who I can't think of right now because I'm drawing a blank because I'm nervous. Leslie Harris from yeah, another girl on the IRC. High five. High five. Whoever said that. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, I just, I'm excited because now, especially with social media and technology, is allowing us to really start to promote ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, we don't have to rely on um, the old institution of the film studio. Now, we have other avenues and platforms to really promote our work and connect to our audiences. Yeah, I, I would piggyback on everything that everyone has said. I think horror is a special beast because it, the discourse, you know, surrounding black people who are, you know, immersed in that horror community, the, the issue is, is that, you know, people don't perceive, you know, black women in particular to want to be horror fans or to even want to make horror movies even a step further. And so there's this discourse around it. The only thing that black filmmakers can do or is do hood dramas mm-hmm. or, you know, comedies. Like there's nothing outside of that and that we don't have a voice there. And so, mm-hmm. and it was, that's one of the reasons I started Graveyard Ship Sisters. But so, and I think in doing that, I've been lucky enough to just, it, it, it gave me a focus and a discipline to say, I I want to make sure that, you know, women who look like me are visible in this community and to really see if we exist out there because, you know, no one's talking about us and no one's giving us a platform on these major websites, these magazines and every all of these podcasts and, and everything mm-hmm. horror related that I've been following for years. And so 
with with the site, it's been great because women will either reach out to me or I'll just find them on the internet and I'll just you know it, it's it's basically kind of an exchange. It's it, it's that kind of grassroots networking and saying, mm-hmm. hey, I would love to just give you an opportunity to have a voice and to speak out. And the women I've talked to have been really receptive to it. So, you know, with that, there's been a ton of things going on that's great. There's now there's uh, uh, there's going to be a, a, a horror film anthology with, you know, seven women, including Tanana Rufdu and, you know, all of these big names. Ray Don Chong is going to come on and, you know, direct a short film. So a lot of these things have kind of nurtured from the work that I've been doing with these women. And so that's great. You know, there's Arshanae Williams. She's going to be doing a horror short film. And then there's Ray Shaw, who's Mm -hmm. doing kind of a Southern Gothic horror film. You know, so it's been it's been so great to kind of, you know, be able to promote these women and give them a voice like i said so i think that that for me is really just pushing the fact that like no women black women do love horror and we've we not just you know idly sitting by and watching the films but actually you know bringing our stories to the genre yeah yeah and that's another thing i pride myself and when i get a group of young ladies um I train them in every aspect of filmmaking. They have to learn how to set their lights. They have to learn how to run the camera. They have to learn how to run sound because there are not enough women um, in the industry who are like the techies, you know? Mm-hmm. So I want all of the young women go, going through little filmmakers to be well-versed in everything because knowledge is power. And that's how you're able to create your own um, projects and just have it's a basic understanding of how everything works. Um, and, and that gives you the, the push to be able to create your own work and, and open up your own networks and connect with other um, artists. We got a, uh, a fund from um, the Valentine Foundation and uh, Anissa and I, Anissa was working as an assistant teacher at the time. And we just taught young women everything about how to make a video. And they learned, they wrote it, they directed it, they did the research and it was in the Black Star Film Festival. And that was, you know, the whole point. Like, I needed to let these girls leave this program feeling liberated and also feel inspired to continue, you know, in their craft. Wow, that's so profound. And, I mean, just to kind of also piggyback on what everybody's been saying and especially what Ashley's done with Graveyard Shift Sisters, I just want to say that I think it's so important to have these spaces that – Black women and women of color can tell their stories because you brought up, um, I think it was Janine, you brought up Casey Lemons as you mm. know, one of your favorite filmmakers. She was one of my favorite filmmakers. And I, I remember in film school, um, I wrote a paper about her mm. and um, I wanted to pitch an article to a few um, online websites, a story about Casey and nobody was interested. Mm. Um, and then I just kind of let it sit for a while and then I created my own site and figured, well, I'm just going to write content that I'm interested in and, do, you know, mm-hmm. do my own blog and then let it sit and sit for a while. And then Ashley had her amazing website that focuses on black women in horror. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. yes, finally, a space <laughs> where I can <laughs> you know, share my love and express, you know, my my you know affinity for all things Casey Lemon. So mm-hmm. That it's important that we have these spaces that are for us by us, um, mm-hmm. because there's so many outlets out there that just don't think that these are stories that are interesting when in fact they are very important. What what do you think we can do to work as independent content creators and create paths for ourselves as entrepreneurs? 
And I, I want each of you to answer that question. Hmm. I'll go first. Okay, sorry. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> Nancy's like, shut up, everyone. I'm, no, I'm mixing it up. Um, I would say just to, if I hope I'm answering this question correctly, the, the, the journey for me is, the, is about patience, is about being persistent. It's about, you know, constantly, you know, let, letting letting your creativity kind of just go and, you know, be open to different ideas that you have and write everything down. You know, the, the little things really go a long way. And it, that's what's worked for me. And also just being in a space where, you know, if if things feel quiet right now, just revel in that and, you know, use yeah. it to your advantage, you know, gain, get some get some mental and physical energy from that that you can use later when when it rains, it pours, basically. And so for me, it's just been about always about being consistent um, and always trying to, you know, keep the keep the art flowing, basically. And then things will kind of prosper from there. Uh. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Jamie, re- repeat the question for us. What can we do to work as independent content creators um, and create paths for ourselves as entrepreneurs? Oh, wow. That's the question. There it is. Wait, what was the question? Was yeah, because actually the answer was so good. I was like, mm-hmm, yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I agree with everything that Ashley said. It's definitely a process. It's a day-by-day yeah. thing. You know, you kind of just have to work on your craft and you have to own it and you have to know it better than you know anything else. And I also think it's determination and confidence to know that one day you're going to get there, to have a goal to set. And then, you know, like little checkpoints every now and then to make sure that you hit that goal. And, um, yeah, I think that's about it. Um, what I would say. I'm going to draw my own um, experience with this. Uh, I think the biggest thing that I've learned throughout this process, because, you know, I was trained as a filmmaker and I had to learn how to be a business person. And that was just, you know, it just had, it had to go hand in hand and embrace that entrepreneur side of me. Um, one of the things that I would say is you just have to allow yourself to grow because there's no real blueprint to this. But the only thing you cannot do is stop. You have to keep going. There have been plenty of times I wanted to jump out my first story window because things has gotten so rough, whether it was finances, whether certain um, partnerships didn't work out, uh, maybe certain projects didn't pan out the way that I expected them to. Um, but you have to just keep moving forward. And you also have to just kind of build, find your, uh, a, a network of people that you can connect with. And you can grow and, and connect with more people. I think that um, that's something that I had to learn. Because as I said before, I'm an introvert. So it's a lot for me to go up to people and go, hey, I'm Janine. I make movies. I do this. I do that. That's something I had to grow into. But building a network and connecting with folks like Ashley, um, who's amazing. Did you say that? You say my yeah. name like it was, was such a Say it like <laughs> Ashley. Oh, Ashley. <laughs> doing amazing things with the black women in horror and then she had the uh the film festival like just connecting with folks like her i mean ashley organized the um uh, the film festival women in horror and um and the proceeds the donations went to little filmmakers so you know the value of just connecting with the right folks um but um did i answer the question ashley threw me off (laughs) (laughs) that's all ashley's fault 
No, it was nothing it's but just, love. No, Anissa tried to instigate. It's just a joke. <laughs> Wait, Anissa instigating. It's a joke. It's a joke. Did I have, excuse me, shut up. Hey, Jamie, did I do good? What I said? Yes, you you certainly did. You certainly did. <laughs> I don't want to embarrass you, Jamie. Like, get off my show. Well, I want to ask one final question because we're wrapping up now. Um, where can we learn more about what you're doing? And give us all your social media shout-outs, your website, <laughs> any current projects you're working on. Okay. So you can always go to our website. It's um, www.obviously. Lil Filmmakers, L-I-L, Filmmakers, I-N-C.com. Um, we're on, you know, all the social media. So it's at Little Filmmakers, pretty much um, Instagram and our Twitter and our Facebook. Was there anything else? Chelsea, did I forget anything? <laughs> oh, yeah, and our YouTube page. We have a YouTube channel. You can see that our young people have done. So you, it's at Little Filmmakers. So, yeah. This this right? Yes. Okay. Yes. No one's responded to me. I'm like, hello. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, good. Well, I just want to say thank you so much for for coming on the show. This was a great great interview and learned a lot of information. Please keep me informed of all your projects that come through once it's done and edited and you want to have it advertised on the website. Reach out to me, oh, and I'd you. love to have. Uh, some of your filmmakers on in the future to oh, interview on a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I really cool. want to expose what you guys are doing and, you know, give you some more visibility because these programs are needed. Um, yeah, so, yeah. 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 Well, I appreciate that. And, you know, a little filmmakers, we have a lot of volunteers who've been with us for many years to keep, you know, everything going. And we really appreciate all of the folks out there who have um, participated and um, supporting little filmmakers, whether it's monetary, whether they donated food, whether they took the kids to the set, whether they helped them dress for the shoot. Like it's a, it's a, it's a lot to keep things going. And we've been blessed to have some fantastic people. Awesome. Well, thank you, Janine. Thank you, Anissa. Thank, thank you, Ashley. Thank you, Jamie. This was yes, great. Thank you. You're, 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 uh, you're fun. Yeah, you're fun. <laughs> <laughs> you're no fun. Ashley, I thank you. I'm, I'm a- but, you know, your podcast is, like, fantastic. Like, we're huge fans. So that's well, why we're so nervous. We didn't want to disappoint you. Oh, well, you guys did a fantastic job. And what a way to end our last podcast of the summer with you guys with this amazing show. So, like I said, uh, we will be back in September. Um, in the meantime, listen to us on the Tubularity. You can download that app on your phone, on your tablet, and you can always catch our episodes as well on the Black Girl Nerds website as well as twib.fm. Um, they're right there for you to check out. So look forward to seeing you guys after the summer break, and thanks for listening in. Good night, guys. Bye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Just wave. Why did you wave? I waved to the computer. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>